0: Let me tell you something, Garrett. When I'm in college, let me tell you what I'm playing in college, all right? I'm, I'm inviting people over to my dorm room. Uh-huh. I'm getting people excited. Uh-huh. I'm making some Tostino's flat. You know the square pizzas that you get? You heat those up in your microwave. Pizza like
1: Yeah, I get some pizza rolls. It's the second Tostino's name drop. I i, I don't know if they're official half rest Book Sponsor Me level yet. but <laughs> I
0: should hope so. And then you have a nice big Walking Dead
1: watch
2: party. Oh, right? dude, yeah. Coolest kid oh, on I the mean. campus.
0: Come on over.
2: I'm playing oh. Wonderwall on my guitar. Yeah, What's the snack love it. list, Tom? What's Here the we snack go. list for this Walking Dead? Snack list? Watch Let me party. tell you.
0: I go to the Wally Mart. all right? I I pick up some great value uh Lay's. I know they're not actually Lay's, but I still call them Lay's because I really want that I really want people to like me and I don't want to think that I'm a bad person. <laughs> So I get some of those. I get I get a nice, uh, I get, I, I. let me tell you, it's a dry campus, okay? But that ain't stopping me. I'm going to get a couple of silver bullets. We're going to get some coarse. Ooh. I'm going to chill them. My mini fridge some don't o- work so well, o- so o- you're not going to see those blue mountains.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, a,
0: I'll get some O'Doul's for you if you really want them. But I get the great value chips. I might get a couple of those really shitty sugar cookies that have the icing on them that taste like chalk. And uh, you know what? We're going to have a good time watching America's Classic, longest running show of all time quote me on that okay <laughs> uh <laughs> i don't quoted quote, it. quote, it. quote I, me on that take that, that to down. the bank we're um, watching the walking dead now you know how i feel about zombies gear
1: you love, love zo- them i love them i love them episode 20 a, episode 21 <laughs> i have a little sound bite here mm-hmm. hi guys thomas here i love zombies i love
0: zombies Pretty okay? good sound bite I love them. I just, I love talking about them. I love wearing shirts that show that I like zombies. I like Rob Rob's. How would
2: people know? How would people know that you love zombies if you didn't wear those shirts, Thomas? <laughs> I
0: got to be as obvious as I possibly can, which is why I was so excited when uh, you told me about what we were going to be playing here today, Jeff. But before we do that, hello, welcome everybody to roll and move. The internet's only podcast dedicated to uh, bad board games. Definitely just, just as quotable, just as quotable as my quote, on the longest-running TV show. We are, in fact, the Internet's only podcast on rating Bad Board Games. In fact, we're the Internet's only podcast. So (laughs) we can also take that quote to the bank. We We are are the the Internet. Internet. And uh, I'm one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, and along with uh, two other very talented gentlemen,
1: also here with me is... Garrett Lively. I'm the Lori Grimes of the Rough Draft Games family.
2: I don't know who that is. <laughs> Laurie Grimes. And I'm Jeff Lee. I uh, am willing to make put money down that the scene where Laurie flips her car, spoiler alert, would be IMDb top 10. <laughs> <laughs> top 10 of what? Top 10. Just top 10, Thomas. Top don't 10. Even, doesn't matter what category. That's They're, top 10, dude. Laurie flipping her car is top 10. If we have
0: transcended the bounds of what we thought was possible with zombie games in this, this particular show because we're looking at the icon of the zombie franchise, the icon,
2: <laughs> <laughs> the con part is right. The
0: icon, <laughs> the walking dead. Franchise. Oh my god, walking! Right. I love the walking you dead. Know, after the first season, I was like, Can this get any better? And then they hit me with seven more seasons. God, yes, Thomas. So have good. you been the
2: Universal uh, Studios lately? You have, right. No, I have not. Universal Studios, <laughs> the uh the theme park has a Walking Dead uh Love Walking I, I'll Dead. I'll call it I call it a ride. And you literally just walk <laughs> through I call like, it a ride. You walk through like six rooms of just like zombie actors. And that's literally Pretty all good. you do. You guys remember when they were filming The Walking Dead in Georgia?
0: Did everyone at your college like sort of freak out and be like, I gotta be an extra on the show? There was a there was this huge I know like four people who were extras from college on The
2: Walking Dead. That's crazy. Who... I don't think I knew anyone that wanted to be extras, but I remember there's an opening scene where Rick's riding uh um a horse uh down like five seventy five or seventy five on and it there's just cars on the on the highway mm-hmm. and everyone's like Yeah. I, I drive on that highway every day. Yeah. I, I, I got to apologize
0: to our fans for the, the little bit of a, you know, the asshole intro that I, I sort of did. But I sat in that traffic on I-75 when they when they <laughs> when they were filming that scene, they shut down the entire highway. So it was a lot of it was a lot of detours that Google Maps sent me spiraling down and I was just driving by the same loop. 285 forever so i apologize for the smarmy intro but that's the reason that's the ptsd that i have that's sort of tied to every single episode but uh but yeah but in all seriousness have did you guys ever watch the actual series the walking dead what do you guys think
2: of it i watched the first two seasons uh i know i can't remember when Lori flipped her car but was that season three <laughs> anyways when she flipped her car i literally stopped watching the series because to me that was a perfect ending and i, I literally stopped watching walking dead
0: like, ironically, like sarcastically, the perfect ending, or that no, was like, well oh, this
2: is so good. here's the thing. Hot I, hot I think, <laughs> I think, uh like Walking Dead, like fans will remember that season two was when there was a writer strike, and season two, nothing happened. And mm-hmm. then, oh I can't no, remember,
0: dude, you missed it. They were on a farm. They, I stopped watching during season two.
2: They I literally didn't actually were on know a farm for a the whole strike. season, and they didn't do anything. Like they, like it was just the worst, and they were just dragging. They're dragging episodes. Nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. And I can't remember if it was at the end of that season or the next season, where um, Lori, which is the the main character, is I guess like cheater wife. Um, mm-hmm. She's like driving, driving away or driving down some highway for some reason, um, like full speed, and manages to find the only two zombies in the road, uh, and she like flips her car. And I don't know how she did that, but. She should uh, have been
0: driving an SUV, I'll tell you that much.
2: You, yeah. So, anyways, I don't know why. I don't know Top how she heavy. did that, but I remember that she flipped her car and the scene cut, and I was like, you know what? It's a perfect cliffhanger for me. I never watched the series again.
0: I stopped at the middle of season two. I actually couldn't get through the farm stuff. I had no idea that it was because of a rider's strike, though. I think so. I thought it was just really terribly written because I remember really enjoying the season two opening where they're on the highway uh, and they're stuck in traffic, and I was just. I thought that was really well done uh, mm-hmm. opening, and then they got to the farm, and uh, couldn't keep me, and I fell off the ship very fast, and I never looked back. Garrett, what about you? What's your experience with Walking Dead?
1: Uh, I, I think I stuck around till season, I don't know, four or five. I, my uh, all my roommates were were bigger bigger fans, and uh, they kept that that horse that uh, Rick was gri- driving down driving. He was driving his horse down five seventy five. Yeah, it was dead. We kept riding it, riding it, riding. Uh, my English was great tonight. We it's kept riding good. that dead horse there for a while. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm happy to inform Jeff that I, I believe in season three, Lori actually did die in uh, in, in childbirth. So
2: <laughs> I'm happy to report yes.
1: it. A little bit of ray of sunshine into your life.
2: It's a great, you know, like my predicted ending, like would have been fine. Her dying in another way during childbirth is also fine. I think. Yeah. Her her son killed
1: her. Right.
2: So unless if you
0: guys didn't know, of course, the uh, the Walking Dead started as a graphic novel uh, slash comic book series that was then turned into a TV show. But the train didn't stop there when it came to making extra media that sort of revolves around the uh, the Walking Dead universe. There's podcasts. Mm. There are there's insane amounts of merchandise that are I'm pretty sure I've even seen Walking Dead lunchboxes. I thought those were gone after the 1990s. But that like <laughs> the, th- the, the stylized thermos and the hard plastic lunchbox, they brought it back just for Walking Dead. That's how far the zombie death grip of this series sort of goes into uh, just different types of different types of media, different types of. Uh, but the, the true test is if there are any AMVs of the Walking Dead uh available
2: and let me see if there are um (laughs) i'm gonna jump in here so i think um i the zombie genre like walking dead obviously didn't start the zombie sub sub genre it's been around for such a long time but i think Mm -hmm. it really popularized it like before like zombie movies was a cult thing and then walking dead made it seem like mainstream for a while then people were really into zombies and it kind of blew up this all the all these other zombie themes and Mm -hmm. uh and and I think, uh, and now like you can just go anywhere, and like there's some sort of zombie knockoff movie. There was like a, m- a billion movies that came out after Walking Dead that you know kind of played yeah, off. It was that, like that Zombie wave.
0: Land. You had the ones that broke the fourth wall that sort of deconstructed the entire genre, right. for, for people. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, one of the different different pieces of media that were was going to eventually come from the Walking Dead is board games. Uh, people, both board games that are officially associated with Walking Dead, and board games that are probably inspired by the Walking Dead. Now we can't completely sit here and just you know crap all over the Walking Dead because I think that uh, it probably led to one of my favorite games, uh, Ameritrash games. Would you yeah. like to do the honors? You probably know the one I'm talking about, Garrett. Right? I, I do. I
1: think we've played it a few times. Dead of Winter, uh, yeah, a, mm-hmm. a great Ameritrash game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just it, it digs you into the story. It's got tons of uh story cards. It's got some trader mechanics. It gives you the tension of human dynamics uh and mm-hmm. in, intertwined with game mechanics. It's it's awesome. It's a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, game.
0: super intensive story elements that come and revolve around the different characters and the survivors in the camp. And it there are story cards that if you have certain characters in your party that can specifically affect those characters. And I believe a lot of that is thanks to the characterization, excuse me, that happens in the show of Walking Dead and in the graphic novels itself. So I think most of the zombie, zombie media that came before The Walking Dead, it was, you know, more one-off movies where you have your archetypes that are trying to survive in your various, uh, your various environments, whether it be a mall or it be, you know, some random place that they're stuck in, but you didn't have the intensive story. And so I think I will tip my hat to Walking Dead for sort of breathing life and bringing that that level of story into board games. But that's we're not looking at Dead of Winter today, are we, Jeff? No, we're
2: not. Unfortunately, today we're looking at the Walking Dead. uh, Don't look back dice game. Uh, I got this game at Half Price Books uh during the memorial day sale so extra discounts there and (laughs) uh and uh you guys want to know what's inside the box
1: Uh, hold on on real quick i i do want to say so this is uh thomas mentioned about just like kind of all the the just the volcano the the old faithful geyser spew of just like walking dead paraphernalia and like swag and t-shirts and stuff uh, this game was made by Cryptozoic, and and I, I just wanted to talk about them for a second. I, I have a handful of Cryptozoic games on my board game shelf. Um, I believe this is like the sixth or seventh Walking Dead board game that Cryptozoic has put out. Really? So, yeah. Jeez. So yeah, so they've put out. I I I just uh, just from what I remember, I know they did this one. They did like the Walking Dead board game. I think that was back in 2011. They did the Walking Dead Best Defense, uh, the dice game that we played. Uh, Woodbury, there's a Woodbury game or expansion or something. And then there was one called No Sanctuary. And I think they also had a trading card game. So they they themselves are responsible for a large percentage of all that just merchandise that Walking Dead put out. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess they had the license and they ran with it. And, that, and that's something that kind of... They're known to do. Cryptozoic does a lot of licensed materials. They'll do interesting takes on, like, The Hobbit. They've done, I know, Attack on Titan. Um, yeah. Cryptozoic and, is, and what's interesting is Cryptozoic is not
0: really considered a bad developer at all. Like, they may be pumping out a lot of licensed games, but for the most part, I've I've really enjoyed a lot of the Cryptozoic titles. I've played the Attack on Titan one that you have, Garrett, Yeah, I that one a lot.
1: Yeah, um, I, I like that game a lot. Uh, they have Spyfall, which I know you guys are a fan of. Um, and then I, th- I think they have the DC Deck Builder, which isn't quite as well esteemed as the Marvel Deck Building game. But mm-hmm. they, they, they they do a lot, a lot of licensed material. And a lot of times they, they do pretty well with it, or at least they do decently well with it. And they, they have a you know small... To, Small to medium following of it, and and a pretty loyal fan base.
2: Yeah, just off of Board Game Geek, I'm looking right now. They've done Batman titles, they've done Capcom titles, they've done mm-hmm. Cartoon Network crossover titles, and then recently they're doing a ton of Adventure Time titles. They've done some <laughs> uh, Assassin's Creed titles. So yeah, they've done they've done a ton of different titles. It seems like they can get their hands on all of them.
1: Yeah, and I, and I kind of feel like that's prime pickings. Like I, I've always I've always like kind of envisioned my vision. In, of this podcast is like we, we see people like go for the quick cash grab and generally like I'll, I'll see a game on the shelf, you know, half rest books or Goodwill or something and I'll, and I'll pull it off and I'll be like, Oh, this is a cryptozoa game. It's, it's probably too good to actually be on the podcast just mm-hmm. because, but like at the same time, I think their business model very much is, is like capitalize on, on the fan base right now while it's popular. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, and, and I think, on the one hand, they very much fall into the category of like the games that we look at and re- and and talk about on on rolling moves. But I've always been a little bit hesitant to to grab a game for it. So I'm glad Jeff went and picked this one out because I was uh, I was always. It's, it's a good was,
0: fit for the show. It it it, it really is, and we're going to be able to get into uh, sort of the things that we think work and don't work about the game. But uh, yeah, Jeff, you alluded to it before. I think uh, we got to introduce the publisher, introduce the game. Now it's time to take a look at what's inside
2: the box. Yeah, so opening up the box. Oh, get back in there, bud. All right, had to get rid of that zombie. Um, so inside the box, there is uh, a game board uh, with six. Uh, basically, there's a center tile and six tiles around it. The center tile is where you put what's called a uh, location tile. So there's four location tiles in the game, the camp, the store, the prison, and the farm. They each have different attributes. Um, you can play as four different characters, uh, Rick, Daryl, Carl, and Michonne. Uh, there's zombie tokens. There are There's a deck of, they call them search cards, which have different actions that you can do. And then there's four character cards for each of the starting characters that you have. Um, and there are 10, 10 black dice that you guys can hear here.
1: Um,
2: mm. <laughs> yeah, so the the story of the game and the moral of the game is you score points by killing zombies and you score points by escaping Overrun locations, um, you can basically play up to a max of all four tiles each t- or each location. Each location lasts about 15 minutes, so you're looking at, at maximum a 60-minute game. We played a, a two-location game, and it ran pretty true to time, so right around 30 minutes. Um, yeah, and then the, I guess uh, the gist of the game is you can you know move to different sectors. You can attack zombies to kill them. Uh, you try to not stay in a, a certain sector that gets overrun with zombies. Otherwise, you'll lose health. Uh, And eventually you want to keep searching through the deck until you find uh, an escape route and you'll clear that area and get out and then you'll get points for that as well.
0: To put it in terms that uh, I was maybe this isn't a good idea. I was going to try and compare it to uh, Dead of Winter as far as like the zombie overflow sort of thing. Do you think mm -hmm. that's a good comparison or not?
1: So I don't know the exact release dates of Dead of Winter and Don't Look Back dice game. Um, I do think they are good comparisons. I don't necessarily know for that mechanic, I because there you know you're kind of battling versus players and also these NPC zombies, mm-hmm. and you're also trying to accomplish these objectives that you maybe sort of kind of need to work together to achieve and maybe sort of. Kind of don't. Okay. Um, so I do think well, it's a well, good comp. I'd be interested to know which one came out first because I, I think Dead of Winter is the far, far superior game. It, it it balances the human tension way better, in my opinion. And and yeah. that, I mean, I mean, I think I think we should talk about kind of, you know, the the human interaction in this game is like you can sometimes attack each other, right. but but I I don't I don't really get that in in the universe of The Walking Dead because like all four of those characters that you mentioned. Are all allies, right? Like they're they would they would all die for each other. And in right. this game, you can like like Rick attacked Carl, <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They
0: they actually came out both then in, in the same year, two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. And the the level of interaction is definitely as you said heavier in Dead of Winter. And one of the big things that I thought when we were going through this game and we were playing this together is I had I think I asked twice: Is this a co op game? Right? Because yeah. if we're yeah. going along with the theme of the show. Uh, of course, all these people, as you said, are going to be dying for each other. Yeah. And you
2: all start out in the
0: same location. Yep.
2: It's an so us there- against the world scenario. And in the game, uh, in this particular game, the theme doesn't quite match up and you want to kill right. more zombies. So it's more of a, a team deathmatch type thing. Yeah, it, not it even a team
0: deathmatch. It's just more of a deathmatch. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, remi-
1: it reminds me of in uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, when Legolas and Gimli are like, you know, screw, screw you. I'm just gonna go fight off on my own and see how many orcs I can kill. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically that in a board game, and I think that would have been a better theme. Yeah, it's
2: yeah, good point because
0: it's it, it functions off of victory points. Even surviving only nets you three points. So if you just went total Rambo mode and started taking down zombies, you could pretty much win. Yeah. Uh, which yep. which is crazy, and you get to keep your points even if you die, correct?
2: Correct, yeah, so it doesn't matter if you die, um, it's not about surviving the most amount of rounds, I think in fact, uh, I died before Garrett and I ended up with more points than him, uh, even though I think the only thing that surviving awards you is the opportunity to kill more zombies uh, of course, but um, right. that kind of balances itself out because more places get overrun eventually and you can't handle all the sectors at once, so yeah I think, you know, it, it bodes well for people that try to attack or kill more zombies earlier on it doesn't yeah, really
0: it. make sense to even have a survival mechanic, though, if if you can just die and still win the game. Why not invest more into the mechanics involving surrounding waves of zombies or, like, call it Last Stand or something like that? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because if you can still win the game, even if you die, it doesn't really make sense to have the exit function at all. It only nets you three points, and every zombie you kill is one point. So just, I don't know, barricade yourself in and try and survive. It's... Probably what I would do if I didn't die immediately.
1: I kind kind of think that feeds into, like, I I think, like I said, this is a good comp between kind of the broader strokes of what this game wants to be between this and and Dead of Winter. But I think what this game more is mechanically is is a lot closer to something like Don't Stop or or like a classic push your luck game or like Mm -hmm. a or uh, mm-hmm. any dice rolling game where you're just like all right yahtzee even where you're yeah. like just like should i keep rolling should i stop right. here like those are the mechanics and and there's not much more to build on that you know that thin mm-hmm. zo- zombie structure that you got of bones there Jeff yeah. did you get
2: to go into the pressure I was just mechanic? about to say yeah to to clarify to the user uh, to the to the listeners here so during combat you um depending on what weapons you have you'll roll x amount of dice and then the way that the combat works is if you roll certain, let's say I roll two ones, I can kill two zombies in section one if I can reach that section. Now, right. what you can do is you can take the rest of the dice that you didn't hit, um, and you can re-roll them. Uh, given, but the trade-off there is that if you don't get any additional hits, you lose your attack, so you don't get to do anything. So if I rolled three more dice that, um, if I had rolled five dice in total, I started out with two uh, sector one hits. I rolled the other three, and they're not sector one hits. Then I lose my attack, and I don't do anything. So you kind of right. waste your turn there, which um, happened to me multiple times. It too. happened to all of us multiple times, and it was crazy. We were rolling like five to to eight dice, and we wouldn't get a single dice. hit. Yeah, was the rifle eight or nine dice? Uh, I think it was eight. I think most eight. of them are multiples yeah. of two. But yeah, they um they we kept rerolling like large numbers of dice, like six <laughs> dice at a time, and we wouldn't get a single. Odds are odds, oddly didn't work in our favor, but yeah, yeah,
1: that was insane. I yeah. like very very like small percentage that you couldn't roll a single mm-hmm. number and like a group of like eight or nine die mm-hmm. dice. And uh, it was, it was insane how bad we were rolling. It was, it was, it was comedic.
2: It happened over and over. And for multiple players too, it's just like, yeah, up front Thomas got Thomas got unlucky cause he had, um I think one of the weapons was a rifle, which lets you roll eight dice. And so mm-hmm. he would get like one or two in this, in the sector that he wanted to attack. He'd roll six and he wouldn't get any other dice. <laughs>
0: right. It was rough. It was it was pretty brutal, and then like w- right before I died. So as you're drawing cards, you're b- you're basically hoping to pull the exit card, right? Right. You're drawing cards, and hopefully someone's gonna pull pull the exit card and reveal where on the map it is, and then you gotta kill the zombies in that area, move in, and leave. You get to escape. Yep. Uh, but I seriously pulled like two or three add zombie cards in a row, where at one point we had nine zombies in a single quadrant, which was more than i could have even done with my rifle yeah i couldn't have even killed them all right um it was it was just really bad timing uh did you get to explain how at the end of your turn, if you're standing in a quadrant that has zombies, you take damage?
2: Yeah, so the way that it works is uh, I think I explained it a little bit, but if you stay in a, in a zone at the end if there's zombies there at the end of your turn, even if that means the zombies move into your zone, uh, then you will take one damage um, per one damage for any zombies on the outside zones or if you're in the central location, you take one damage for all the number of zombies so it's scaled. Uh, And and that that hurt us a lot because uh, a lot of us were in the central zones. And I think, Thomas, that's what happened to you. You were in the middle central location. Uh, All the sectors got overrun with zombies and they overloaded into the middle. And so you got attacked by, like, I think it was like eight or nine zombies. There's no way you would have been able to survive. So you died, like, immediately. It's pretty great. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) The the other thing that I thought was really interesting about this
0: game was sort of the mechanic that Garrett alluded to earlier and the fact that you can attack your... People who are in the story of the the franchise are going to be your allies. They're going to be your friends. Uh, is is your children even? Is yeah. uh, Carl is Carl Rick's kid? Yep. Yeah. Carl's Rick's kid. Yeah, you and could yet, have
2: stabbed your kid if you wanted to. Was, and these are all generally, if I remember correctly, in the show, these are all generally good guys in the show. They're, I mean, they're obviously like heels in the in the in the series that would want to kill other humans to just kind of mm-hmm. get ahead. But those aren't the characters that you can select from. So I think thematically, they, they just. They just said, "Okay, in in this in this world, in this scenario, anyone would kill anyone just to survive." Yeah, they really wanted the
0: mechanic where you could you could do some betrayal. I didn't get to use it, sadly. I was very much the devil <laughs> on Garrett's shoulder, whispering into his ear, just, <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> just kill, just him. kill him! Just kill him! Try just out the mechanic." Just for the podcast, dude. You know you got to try it. Just try it but out. Unfortunately, we did not get to test that mechanic. But from the from the looks of it, I mean, Jeff died before Garrett and. Garrett, yeah i mean jeff still won so even that mechanic as interesting as it is and as opposite to the theme of the show as it is it's still kind of useless yeah because if someone's really doing well the best you can do is like cut them off so they can't get any more points but that's only useless if you do that very early on in the game where they haven't gotten to make a lot of points so i don't really understand the use of the knife
2: yeah and, and honestly a lot of ways it hurts like i said earlier it kind of hurts um hurts your own chances because you can't sweep as many sectors and then they kind of overrun you and mm-hmm. you know it, it generally helps to still have people in the game if, even if they're not earning points for you i think yeah um, you kill zombies yeah exactly they help you kill the other zombie and the, the other thing that was really interesting was i felt like garrett was more consistent throughout the game he was killing zombies pretty much every turn and I had one really good turn where I, I think I rolled and I killed like six zombies and I found the escape route. And so I got like nine points in one one move and then I died like two turns later. So I think like it doesn't really reward consistent play. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of rewards like lucky plays where I got like I rolled the right dice and I got the right item and I happened to be in the yeah. right uh, right place at the right time. Uh, uh, and you, and stole,
1: you stole that item from me.
2: I did. I stole I stole a <laughs> rifle from Garrett and then I rolled uh, like like six of the number twos which is up until that point was pretty un- unlikely considering our uh, rolling history. Not that it should matter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it was like a one or two like well done moves versus Garrett played more consistently over the game. And I felt like the, the, the luck in those one or two moves outweighed uh, how, how strategic Garrett was throughout the game. So that was, that was definitely a negative, um, negative point overall.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I think, I think that's fine. Like I said, in a push your luck game. And again, i I'm, I'm just confused about the theming of this game I, I, right. I know you talked about like kind of not being able to I, I kind of the the theme flying in the face of of the show and I, I don't think that's necessarily true except for the fact that the the characters that they put in this game are never at any point do you question their loyalty to each other right like it'd be one it'd be one thing if you put like you know rick and then like a member of a colony that he he meets up with and he's like you know trying to decide if you trust them because a lot of the show is like deciding whether or not you trust humanity right like right. what's the bigger threat humanity or or the zombies that are outside and the reason we love dead of winter is because it explores that theme so nicely like because it, it there's almost no backstory on these characters you get to create it as you're playing the game whereas there's kind of this extra baggage in this game that yeah. you're bringing into it. And I, th- I think that's to its detriment. So, yeah,
2: there's definitely I, a... In these in typically these zombie movies <laughs> or zombie shows, there's like this, what's a greater evil? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't kind of thing. Um, and it, it didn't quite play along those lines as well, considering the the characters that they chose in the show. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: so like, all in all, like, as a game, as a push-your-luck game, like, if you stripped it of the Walking Dead theme, I think, like, all those things that you mentioned are probably not negatives or cons they're just mm. they're just parts of that that kind that of thing but yeah. then, but then when you put this this theme over it it just kind of everything clashes and like starts grinding and yep. you, everything kind of feels weird do you think that this is one of those instances
0: in which they sort of had a board game shell and then they applied the theme to the board game itself meaning like
2: we kind of like a skin, but
0: yeah, we have talked about this with with other games in which we were like, "Okay, is this an idea for a game that they had?" And they were just like, "All right, slap, put this theme to the to the well thought out game, and then roll with it."
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, and and like I said, I mean, some of it could even be solved if like just changing up the characters would be so much better, just because like like in no situation would I ever expect a father to attack his son. To get more points. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's one thing it's one thing if you're competing to kill zombies. It's I don't know. Gary, to I, I, there's some fathers out. You, know, you should see right. my dad, you know. <laughs> you, you see my dad gets, when he's he angry. A
0: when we're playing Candyland, he'll take off the belt. You know, you what I'm see saying? my
2: dad when he's angry. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna bring that up a bit more. So like there's four character cards in in the in the game. There's Rick, Carl, Daryl, and Michonne. And I think so, Daryl. You know, In the show, he uses a crossbow, so his special weapon is a ranged weapon special ability. And Michonne uses a katana, so she's got a melee special weapon ability. And I think that's as far as the character cards really go to the extent of um, them- thematically matching the show. The rest of what's on the cards is all the characters have an, quote, improvised weapon, which you can roll three dice basically at any point to attack walkers in your current space. I don't know why they didn't add that into the game mechanics instead of adding it on the character cards. And then secondly... Mm. Rick has a move special ability where he doesn't take damage if he moves at during that turn, and Carl has a search special ability. But I don't think in the show Carl has special search abilities, and Rick has like is really stealthy or moves very well. I don't. Like, they just kind of had to like. Oh, he's got that a horse, right? He's got a big old horse. He has a horse for like a half of an episode. Like it's not like he has a horse like the whole time. So, uh, hey, it's a, it, uh, that horse long, long like enough to chest. clog up I seventy five. I'll tell you that that's much. True, that's true. Yeah. So I just I just felt like it was like kind of. Like they're they I think they were like, Oh, we could totally do a theme where Daryl has special range weapon ability and Michonne has special melee ability and then they kinda of thought about the other characters like, well, I don't know, just give them something else so they have something. And I don't think yeah. they, they picked anything that was quite relevant. I,
1: I got a I got a theory, Tom. I bet I bet they changed these characters up. I bet they got through production or they, they had this game designed and it was fine. Like they had the governor and they had Rick as one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Ah, oh, Rick's not Rick's not you know, he's not the most popular character yeah. or, or sorry. The governor is not the most popular character. Let's, let's put Carl in there. I'm like, well, well, Carl's, Carl's oh, a son. He, you never, a no, no? No, 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 He's, he's way more popular. Everybody loves Carl. Everybody, Carl everyone
2: wants to play Carl.
1: Carl's everybody's seen, everybody's seen Carl grow up, you know, right, right in front of them. They, they feel we like grew he's grew up one with of Carl. Them. Carl was yeah, their so, son. Yeah. So I, see, like I, 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 I think it, it some of it has to do with, like, some decisions made, like, what's going to make this game sell, and I think one of the reasons it's, this game is such a good fit for this, this podcast is because I, I think some of these decisions were just based on, like, let's get this game into more hands instead of making... The best game that we can yeah and and i i i honestly think that's uh that's to its detriment so
2: yeah that's just rough if they would have made it a co-op game like it would have been so much better if they changed that one mechanic i think or that one Mm -hmm. like game theme i think it would have made our view of the game completely different um and because they made it kind of a free-for-all game it just i don't know you you, it just thematically just clashes like they if they would have changed that one thing or they changed the characters the the game we would have looked at the game completely differently
0: yeah, no. I think I think you guys are right. It's funny Garrett because I think of the uh the producer sort of situation and that usually comes when someone has no idea what the story is. But the only <laughs> producer, the only producer in this circumstance would be like uh AMC. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's weird for for right. be, for the in, the institution that has the most intimate knowledge of the story <clears throat> itself to maybe push for something like that. So, I think that's a pretty interesting hypothetical that you propose there. Um <laughs>
2: All right. Well, what do the fans think of this?
0: Do uh, do we have any ratings or any uh, reviews that we can sort of bring to the table here? To
2: yeah, I want to say uh, overall, typically Amazon gives better reviews, um, like markedly better reviews than uh, than Board Game Geek. But if I recall correctly, <laughs> even Amazon gave it kind of a meh rating, which was like a, I think like a three, three point seven or something like that. Um, wow. Which which. Let's you know that it just either thematically wasn't quite the right game for them or, you know, people just didn't have a lot of fun playing it, even if it wasn't a great, mechanically good game.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of my favorite ratings on Board Game Geek are the people that are just braggadociously stating how much they found it for. Uh, Player (laughs) Pursune gave this game a 6 out of 10. His comments are yard sale, 2 bucks.
2: Yeah, <laughs> six out of ten because of the deal. <laughs> it's a nice,
1: it's a solid humble brag. You know, you're
0: just like, I got the deal. I got the three P experience here, uh, and and uh, where's where's the one that I found earlier? Um, <clears throat> here's one. Uh, Ace Bear on Borgate give it a six point five. Says not a bad pusher luck type dice game. Much better if you are a Walking Dead fan. I agree with that. The graphics from the show are excellent. The type of cards are realistic to show the characters' weapons. I don't understand this. I don't understand like when they grab character artwork that is directly from the show. These are—is are th- this straight photography or is these are these animated versions? Of the
2: no, characters? straight photography. It's just literally yeah, stills from the show. I don't understand <laughs> why people go wow, man. What, God, graphics great. from the show are
0: really good. They took a still. It's like yeah, I mean it's as gonna it's as good as you're gonna get from the show. I I don't know why that is particularly impressive to some of the individuals who. <laughs> But, you know, 6.5. What are you going to do? Uh,
2: another review that I thought was really funny. Um, this guy is definitely a revisionist historian. Um, he, he said, I got for Christmas for my family. We're big fans of the show. The gameplay is so-so. We play it as a cooperative game as opposed to competitive. So he changes the rules of the game. Uh, he said, he's quote says, The mechanic of dice deciding which sector you attack is way too random. Yep. <laughs> like... I- <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're, it's a dice-rolling game, so I guess. Um, and then the thing that he says was, um, you know, in the show, you can kill zombies fairly easily. The game makes it too difficult <laughs> to kill them. Still, this is a fun dice-chucking, zombie-killing cooperative experience. So at the end, he calls it a cooperative game because that's what he believes it to be. Well, so, And he I, gave I, it a 6 out of 10.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like his score is a little inflated because he's giving... <laughs> I mean, if you're changing the rules of the game, not just not just adding to it like adding your own thematic elements and like really getting it a character. I, I I say that that's fair game when you're when you're assessing whether or not a game or a board game is good, but if you are if you're if you're changing the fundamental mechanics of the game <laughs> in itself I, I don't think that you can really throw the uh, the game away and bone we've done that before that and I, like
2: we we explicitly have kind of laughed at we enjoyed a game because it was so bad and we i think we changed the elements of fun in the game but we had to still rate the game of the game itself, not based on how we sort of interpreted the game, if I recall correctly. We've done that right. before. So. Well, let's mm-hmm. see if
0: uh, anything anything like that shows up in uh, our scores. I think it might be a good idea to go ahead and kick things off with sort of what we think of the game. Um, my biggest complaint really does come from the uh, sort of the confusion with the theme and the mechanics, and I feel like this is going to be echoed by you two a considerable bit. Uh, but just with the idea that I thought it was a cooperative game, we're all starting off in the same area, we are utilizing characters from the Walking Dead franchise, it didn't really make much sense to me why Garrett put it best, a father would be killing his son for zombie <laughs> points, not even not even to like get away or to survive, which you would think maybe you could see some <laughs> terrible Hollywood movie yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're just like a Sophie's Choice where it's like survival versus your family. But just just for points, just for bragging rights, essentially. Got you can still win and die. It makes zero sense with the franchise. And so that's sort of my biggest complaint. The game is definitely functional, though. And I think that if you're if you're really into luck based games then you can have a really good time but the problem with luck based games is if you play a game and you just have absolutely god awful dice rolling rng you might have someone walk away from the game going i'm never going to play this crap again <laughs> so you take that you take that chance when you create a game that operates so so much based on that specific element and unfortunately, that hypothetical person in that scenario today is me. Uh, <laughs> you killed me off way too early. I was perma deaf. I couldn't get back in, and uh, I'm gonna punish you for it. You're the uh, lawyer
2: of the show. Thomas. That's
0: right. I uh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give this game still a workable game. I'm gonna give it a solid three.
2: Yeah, I'll go next. I I I think I agree with a ton of the points and you mentioned. That I probably would. I think thematically, they just if they tweaked one either their characters themselves or they tweaked the gameplay to be cooperative, um, the gameplay would have been completely different. It is a workable game. I feel like one thing that I wish I got more of was more interactions with the players. Um, I feel like I didn't do much to... I mean, other than the fact that you could stab other players with the knife weapon specifically, I felt like you couldn't really interact with other players. So even though it was competitive, it didn't feel like it was competitive. Um, it just kind of had an identity crisis. Didn't know what it wanted to be. Um, so, I, and I think, yeah, thematically it just... You know, they kind of... It could be any other game, in my opinion. Um, They just kind of slapped on these characters and uh, the locations themselves didn't really change a lot of the gameplay and I wish they could have. So That's a good point. Yeah. yeah.
0: The fact that that the locations only affected the overload or how many zombies it took for them to go into the center, I feel like they could have done more.
2: Yeah, they definitely could have made the locations a lot more unique and especially, you know, um, fan favorite locations from the show could have been implemented. Like the farm... I don't remember if the farm was on here. It was on here, but that's a, fan favorite. It's, it's a fan favorite. it's my favorite here. Season two, the farm. Uh, yeah, I I didn't love it, um, but it, it is a game you could play if you do enjoy pressure luck. It's another flavor of that. Um, I'll also give it a three. Okay, Gear Bear? Uh
1: Yeah, just in response to your question there, I think they should have tweaked the characters because I think a crucial element, like we said in zombie games, is 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 it. Character Who do I trust more? Yeah. The humans or humans are the zombies. So mm-hmm. um and if you if you like that flair uh you should go play <clears throat> uh Dead of Winter. Um if you're not worried about spending, you know, two to three times longer on the game. If you don't want to spend that much time on the game, you should go play Battle Yahtzee Alien versus Predator. Ooh, uh, Ooh. yeah. I like the recommendation. Rex. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, you guys pretty much said everything else I wanted to, uh, to kind of talk about. So um, I'm a little bit higher. I think the game itself is a pressure. Like, is a It's a it's a fine pressure luck game. Um, the, the theme brings it down for me. I'm going to give it a four and a half, a four and a half. OK, That's pretty good. So what does that put the R.D.G.
0: boy average at?
1: That uh, uh, brings us to a, an average of 3.5. Uh, the Board Game Geek average is 5.1, so we are a little bit lower on this. We're about 1.6 points lower on this than the Board Game Geek
0: community. Okay, so pretty significant. Um, Maybe not quite worth a buy at retail value, a lot of people, but if you're able to, just like the reviewers did, get a get a good deal on it, then maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe it, yeah. pick it up, maybe try it once. I 10 out of 10 when I got it. At the very <laughs> least, at the very least, brag about it on Board Game Geek if you get it for a deal. <laughs> uh, but maybe, maybe you all at home disagree. Maybe you think that uh, our introduction to the show shows that uh, I'm up my own ass and that I'm <laughs> a jerk <laughs> and that... Uh, that swine. Walking Dead is actually a walking really dead. really great series. I love The Walking Dead. Is and and I should go to hell. And if you would like to tell me that, there's a there's a nice little place where you can share all your flaming comments, uh, where you torch us as we should be. Uh, and that's on Twitter. You can hit us up at Rough Draft Games and you can tell us all your opinions about The Walking Dead or why <laughs> I should have kept watching
1: after season two. If you have any uh, more hate mail, send it on over. If you, if you can't fit it into two, is it 280 characters, 240? Can, ah, that's a number. Can't fit, if you can't fit it into under 300 characters, send us an email. Send it on over to roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. While you're there, go ahead and make us a little game recommendation you'd like to like to see on the podcast. The first person to do that, we will we will I will go out and That's find on it. iTunes. That's on iTunes. iTunes. Well, do it do it on iTunes. Either way, <laughs> do it on iTunes. You scratch it that big guy. Do it on iTunes. Stick do your platform, it on iTunes.
2: eh?
1: <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, f- first first you send us an email, a long-winded email telling us why we're wrong, <laughs> rough-draft-games at gmail.com Then you go over to iTunes, you give us five stars, here's what you do. Mm-hmm. You say, listen, Garrett, I want you to go out and buy, <laughs> and then insert... Awful board game here. I'll go out and buy it now that we've jumped the shark. We've jumped onto Cryptozoic, a major board game producer that I actually kind of respect. Mm -hmm. I need you guys to, uh, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no,
0: (laughs) I love, I love how long, I love how long this was not first. Get out, get out their hatred and then give us five stars. It, It only makes sense. A leads to B, one plus one equals three, five stars
2: after the hate mail, do it. Well, if you guys are driving down a major highway and AMC decides to (laughs) clog up that entire highway shooting a zombie film or a zombie show or anything related to zombies, uh, while you're stopped and parked, uh, go ahead and pull out that mobile phone and check out roughdraftgames.com where you can check out our thematic posts, uh, which we've done zombie board games before, Check out what to eat, what to listen to. Um, Check out other episodes of Roll and Move where you can listen to our episode on um, AVP and some of the other dice-based rolling games that we've played in the past. And lastly, check out All Rise, the new game that we're kickstarting later on this year. Uh, all about uh, courtroom cases. Uh, make sure that you're, you know, reading up about interesting cases. Make sure you're reading about how to uh, defend yourself in court, and make sure how uh, you understand how to win in a in a purely fun debate game. Well,
1: if there's anything we learned from The Walking Dead, it's how to end an episode uh, or a season. Or <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, how to uh, dismount with grace, right? It's how to <laughs> dismount with grace. So uh, we're just gonna call it quits here, and uh, we'll see you guys I'm next time. I'm gonna week.
0: flip my Corvette. Here it goes and
1: <laughs> <laughs> smashed to black. <laughs> Until next time.